Ladies, if our God abounds in love, grace, forgiveness, and mercy, then why is life such a struggle sometimes? Why do we have problems in our marriages, with our finances, and with illness in our family? Why can't being a believer in a mighty, sovereign God mean that our life is easy and peaceful? And what is the purpose and how do we navigate through the adversities in life? We're going to take a look at all of this today in an effort to understand why God not only allows, but actually sometimes even plans the difficult and challenging times in our lives. Let's get started. Welcome to the Faith Lived Out podcast. Are you wanting a loving Christian marriage but are unsure what that looks like or how to get it? Do you have fears about becoming a submissive wife, afraid that you'll lose your identity or become a doormat? Do you have thoughts that maybe you're doing this whole wife and marriage thing all wrong and you want to know how to do it right, to stop worrying all the time and to learn how to truly put your faith and trust in the Lord? Hey girl, I'm Nancy Adamson, wife, mom, and Grammy to seven sweet babies, Christian mentor, Bible teacher, speaker, and women's ministry leader. I see you and I get you because I've been there, and I'm here to share with you what God has taught me on how to have a loving biblical marriage and what the true meaning of being a submissive wife really looks like. We'll also chat about how to find wisdom and truth for life's challenging questions in His Word, how to apply God's truth to our lives, and to put the cares and concerns that are on your heart safely in the Father's hands. So if you're ready to learn how to live out your faith every day and follow the amazing plan that God has for your marriage, grab your coffee, pull up a chair next to mine, and let's get started. Are children of God. And if God is for us and not against us, then why are there things in our lives that cause such pain and heartache or make us worry and have fear? Why on earth does our Heavenly Father not only allow these things, but sometimes actually cause them in our lives? There are a few answers to this question. The first being that there is sin in the world, and sometimes the consequences of that sin does have a ripple effect on those who are closest to it. Even as believers, we do sometimes sin and cause hurt feelings and pain to those who are around us. It's a part of this life that we have, this living in a fallen world. It's all a part of that. But there's another reason why. Our God is sovereign, and nothing happens to us outside of his will. Nothing happens without his knowledge and without him preordaining it to happen. Both Peter and James tell us in God's word that there is a plan and a purpose for each one of us and for each one of the adversities that we face in our life. In 1 Peter 1, 6 and 7, we find, In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. And then in James we read, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, 
For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. See, God allows and even at times causes the life-changing difficulties and circumstances that we have because he wants to do just that, change us. He wants us to have a genuine faith in him, which is more precious than gold, that we would be perfect, complete, lacking in nothing. This is why Peter and James tells us to count our trials as joy because they knew firsthand the benefits that they had received by going through them. If you look back at your own life, I think that you would probably agree that it's during the most trying times, the most difficult circumstances that you had, that you grew the most, that you learned more about God, that you learned to trust in him more and learned more about his word. God uses the adversities to make changes in our lives for our good and his glory, and to carry out his perfect plan for our life. So as you may have heard me talk about before, my husband and I moved from California to Texas about five years ago. We did this because God had brought adversity in our lives to stir things up and to make changes that were according to his plan. The adversity that he had brought into our life to cause these changes was that our business was failing. And we were having some very serious financial problems. No matter how hard we tried, no matter how hard my husband worked, we could not make ends meet. We even had an influx of funds from a sale of a rental property and still couldn't seem to get our heads above water. On top of all of this, the government in California, the politics, the taxes, all of it was getting increasingly worse just day by day. And there was no hope of improving it. God had been working on our hearts for a while to move to Texas, and it seemed that he was showing us that now was the time. It was a huge decision to do this. We had lived in the same town for 27 years. I loved my home. I was very close to my neighbors and to my friends. We had great times together. I literally cried the day that we put our house up for sale, but I knew that it was the right thing to do. God was making changes. And I didn't know exactly how it was all going to work out, but I did trust him and that I knew that he had the details taken care of and that I just needed to follow him. Moving to Texas didn't fix everything right away. The business and the financial struggles continued for a while, even to the point where both my husband and I had to get jobs outside of our business. We considered closing our business down altogether and almost lost the house that we were living in. So what did God change through these adversities in our life? Well, he caused us to move to Texas, which is a much better place to live. I mean, honestly, we felt oppressed in California, and we do not feel this way here in Texas. The people here are so nice, always ready to help, and the government here is not constantly trying to find ways that they can get more money out of you. And on top of all of this, We love the thunderstorms and also caused us to depend on God more, to rely on him for our needs and to rely on him to see us through, to seek his will and his direction for our lives and to trust him for the outcome. It caused us to change the way that we do business. When we were in California and we do business a lot with one of the railroads, my husband would drive to their facilities every day. 
He spent hours daily in traffic and hated every single minute of it. And being away from that daily routine has caused us to make the changes that we needed to in our business to make it more online. And now my husband works from home every day and he's not on the road all the time. We are also in a better place physically, financially, in our work and in our home life. We like the neighborhood that we are in. My grandkids literally live on the next street over and I can see them often. Business is doing well. Our finances are not a problem anymore. And now we both work for our own company again and we both work together from home. What our life is now is so much better than it was five years ago. And none of this would have happened if everything in California was going smoothly. If we weren't having any of the financial problems or the adversities, then we wouldn't have made the changes that we needed to make in our lives for God to bring us to the place where we are now. There's a saying that I've now now adopted, adversity brings about change. And I believe that to be true. The way that we navigate these challenges in our lives is to look at them a little bit differently rather than being frustrated by them and trying to determine who to blame or how can I get out of this as quickly as possible? How can I make it end? We need to look and see what God's purpose may be in the changes that he's making in our lives, what he is doing to orchestrate those changes. There are three main areas where God generally causes these adversities to make changes in our life. The first one is to change us personally, to be more like him. Girls, I have news for you. That struggle that you're facing right now, whatever it may be, has been carefully designed by your heavenly father who wants to use it to teach you to rely on him, to trust him and to grow in him. Don't waste a moment of it. It is the personal challenges and hurts in our lives that teach us how to have compassion, how to forgive, how to care for others. It teaches us how to resolve conflict God's way and how to see people and love them through his eyes. We cannot truly learn these things unless we are faced with the obstacles that make us uncomfortable and cause us to grow. In Psalms 119.71, it even says this, It is good for me that I have been afflicted that I may learn your statutes. And this is true. It is the challenges and afflictions that are in our life that cause us to seek God for help, cause us to learn his biblical principles, apply them to our lives, and for us to grow to be more like Jesus. The second area is changes in our circumstances, like where we live, what our job might be, or where our kids go to school. Sometimes the difficulties that we have with our finances, with our job or our husband's job, with something that happened at our kid's school, these things are all done because God wants to make changes. He has a new plan for you, has maybe a different direction that he wants you to go in. We probably all know of an instance where somebody that we know lost their job all of a sudden and how God provided them with a better one. Maybe it had more pay. Maybe it was less stressful. Maybe it was closer to home. Hindsight is great because the crisis is over and we can see how God provided for us. But what about when your husband comes home with that unexpected news that he just got laid off? I don't know about you, but for me, like we completely freak out when this kind of news comes in and uncertainty and we wonder what is going on, Lord? What are you doing? What's happening? And and we need to stop and we need to look at it and realize that this was not unexpected to God. He planned it. 
He's sovereign. He knew what was going to happen beforehand. And even when we mess up and we need to face the consequences of what we had done wrong, God knows. He knew that we were going to mess up. And when we go to him and say, Lord, I'm sorry, help me in this, help me to deal with this, then he is right there as well. And he helps to see us through, even when we're the ones that have caused the bad circumstances. In Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, For I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord, plans for peace and not for evil, to give you a hope and a future. I know the plans I have for you. God has planned your days out already before you were even born. He knows your circumstances. They are not a surprise to him. And he has a perfect plan for your life. It's just may require some changes, changes to your normal routine, a little bit of upset, maybe even a big upset, but he's doing it because He wants you to grow and he wants to cause change in your life and to maybe move you in a different direction. When problems arise in a relationship, especially between a husband and a wife, there is some kind of change that is required. Like the saying goes, you cannot do the same thing every day and expect different results. And this brings us to the third area, which God causes difficulties to make changes in our relationships. Maybe it's a change with our husband, with our kids, our parents, our in-laws, or our friends. It may be changes in how you see this person, how much time you spend with them. Since this is a podcast about marriage, we're going to focus on the relationship of a husband and wife in this. And I know some of you are thinking, yes, she's going to tell me how to change my husband. Finally. Well, I'm sorry to disappoint, but I'm not. Because we can't change our husbands any more than they can change us. Only God can work in your husband's heart to make him more like Christ. Your only job in this is to pray for him and to show him Christ by your conduct. If there are problems in the relationship, then we need to look at ourselves and not be trying to see of, you know, who can I point the finger at? How can I blame my husband for this? Or my husband's blaming me for this. But instead of looking at what the faults are, We need to look at ourselves and see how God might want to change us to be a better wife. In scripture, it tells us in Psalm 139, 23 and 24, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any grievous way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. In this verse, it's search me, O God, know my heart, know my thoughts not know my husband's thoughts and change him, not know my kids' thoughts and change them, which yes, we can ask for God to work in those areas. But first we need to be looking at ourselves. We need to have God show us where we need to change and what we need to do differently. If you're arguing with your husband over something, struggling over how the finances are handled, or you know that there just doesn't seem to be enough money at the end of every month, If you feel that your husband is maybe walking away from the faith or not the leader in the family that you'd like him to be, or if there is love lost between the two of you and you feel hurt and alone, go to your heavenly father, ask him to search your heart, to show you any motives or actions that are not of him, to show you the areas where you need to change to become more like Christ and the godly wife that he has called you to be. Maybe it's in being a bit more submissive and less argumentative to your husband, to have that gentle and quiet spirit towards him, or 
in not bringing things up that you think that he should change or that he should do differently or to not ridicule or belittle him, but to show him the respect that God requires us to? Is there discontentment or enmity that needs to be dealt with by a change of your own heart and in being forgiving? As you seek God in these areas and allow him to work in your heart, your husband will see the difference in you and it will make a difference in your marriage and in your relationship with him. As I said before, we can't do the same thing every day and expect different results. Someone has to start the change for the better. Let that someone be you. So I have some homework for you today, ladies. First, I want you to take some time and think about the trials that you have faced in the past. What did you learn? How did God help you through them? What kind of changes did God make in you personally or in your life or in your relationship with someone else? Write these things down and just call to your remembrance the things that God has done and how he has been faithful to you in the adversities that you have had in your past. And then next, Pray over any current struggles in your life and ask God what changes may need to be made. Is he leading you in a different direction? Is there something personally that he wants to change in you? Not in the sense of how quickly can I make these changes so that the struggle is over, but Lord, guide me in your perfect plan for my life and make the changes in me and in my circumstances according to your will. Help me to rest and trust in you for the outcome. Remember that this journey that was in my life, these adversities and these changes that were made, it was five years ago that all of this started. It's been five years that God has been working out his plan and making these changes and bringing us to this point where now we can see why. So this is not a sprint, but this is a marathon and we need to look at it that way. Next, be in the word. This is our guide to life. This is where we learn what the changes are that need to be made and how we go about making them. Spend some time in scripture every day, even if it's only for 10 minutes, ladies, but spend a little bit of time in scripture every day, reading your Bible, doing some kind of a topical study in something that maybe God wants you to grow in. And then lastly, learn to trust in God's plan. Put aside worry and fear and put your faith in the loving, mighty God that you serve. When the unexpected arises, remind yourself of the truth that he is faithful, that he loves you and that he does have a perfect plan for your life to give you a hope and a future. So I want to leave you with this one verse and it's in 1 Peter 5, 10 and 11. It states this, but may the God of all grace who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. To him be the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Thank you so much for listening today. I pray that God has used this episode to bless and inspire you to live out your faith in him. If it has, please do me a huge favor by leaving a review on Apple Podcast. This is the only way that I know if you like the show and you will be helping others to find this podcast and be lifted up by the word of God. Is there someone who came to mind while you were listening today and you said, ooh, she needs to hear this? Well, then send her the link so she can be encouraged too. 
Are you in the Dallas area and looking for a fresh new speaker to add excitement to your next luncheon, women's retreat, or other women's event? Then drop me a note at nancy at faithlivedout.com and let's chat about it. That's nancy, N-A-N-C-I, at faithlivedout.com. I would love to come and meet with you and the ladies in your group. You're also welcome to visit the website at faithlivedout.com for more information, blog posts, journaling ideas, and free printables. Or become a part of our little community of believers by joining the Faith Lived Out community group on Facebook, where you can join together with other faith-led wives and moms just like you. Links to these areas and the scripture references used in today's episode are in the show notes. Ladies, thank you again for listening today and know that I am praying for God to be with you as you learn to trust in Him more and to live out your faith every day. God bless you and see you on the next episode.